We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast. Today, I have Matt Schrader here with me. As usual, we're going to break down our September breakfast with Pastor Lee and Brian Job, and it's a, I would call it a ringing endorsement of brotherhood. If if I were to uh, try to try to break down exactly what it is, it's something we've talked about for probably every single one of these podcasts. So this is not going to necessarily be anything new, but I, I I really did enjoy the angle that they took on it because because of a couple of things. I think I think one, if you know Lee and Brian you kind of know the friendship that they have. And I think there's definitely a lot of guys uh, in brotherhood that are looking for some sort of relationship like that. So it's, it's kind of an opportunity to see that modeled, to see that uh, walked out. But um, as we kind of get further into it, and uh, I'm really excited to dig into that part of it, kind of talking about a a place where I used to be for, for a long time, like early in my career uh, where I was pretty, pretty good, pretty good alone. And it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I can figure this out on my own. I don't need anybody else. I'm not going to let anybody in. I'm going to kind of project, you know, strength that way. Like I'm, I don't need any of this stuff and I didn't put a value on it. And so I, I feel like they, they, did a, they did a really good job of kind of talking through the dangers of that. Uh, and, and maybe why we kind of fall into that, uh, as well as, uh, the benefits of being in a brotherhood and having a brotherhood. So, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about it. I'm really excited about it. And uh, Matt, I'm glad that you're here too. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I love the idea of brotherhood. The endorsement, of course, from Brian and Lee is fantastic. They tell it in such a great way. And they're so contrasting in their personalities. They capture what I think is a spectrum of men. And then, yeah, I had to identify with those moments that I'm pretty good by myself pretty good alone. You know, I, I would say definitely, of course, growing up in my twenties, I believe that way. Like that was like, that was my mantra. That is, was, you know, the self-made man, that's who I was going to be. And then through several crashings and burnings, I realized, thank God. When I say thank God, I mean, not an exasperation, but an actual gratefulness. He got to me and how important brotherhood was. Hmm. But then as I'm listening, I'm realizing that by circumstance to a degree, I almost have to operate that way. Like going and doing something alone is far easier and far, uh, of course the word's convenient, but far more fitting in what I do than doing it in a group. So I have to be very purposeful, very earnest about making sure I have men around me, friendships around me, And I'm in situations that facilitate that and foster it. So I look at myself and during the breakfast, I'm like, man, in a lot of spaces, I'm pretty good alone. And I don't want to be anymore. I don't even think it's right, but I do it almost subconsciously or it happens because of my circumstances, my small business owner, small staff. And the majority of what I do in my role is basically me. That's it. Uh, Okay. Well, this this was a uh, this was a message probably uh, directly geared at you. So I'm I'm really excited to yeah. You do that every this, time. Dig into this like, with you. I show myself. I, you need to be more. Vulnerable. I was gonna I, I was gonna tell you like you turn I was gonna tell you like me. how proud I am of you that you were you were basically saying blessings to God. I know. Yeah. yeah. So you did acknowledge God in there, which was good. I know that was something we talked about last time. So you see, so you stopped short of being like pretending you're my mentor or something. That's what you do to me in these things is you wait for me to bear my soul because you know, it just happens. It's just what I do. And then you roll in with like fatherly figure. Like somehow you're giving me a, a hug across the microphone and I don't want your hug. See, but I, I know that's, that's this is exactly, this is exactly the brotherhood that we're talking about here. See? So I, I just want the audience to kind of take note that like I'm engaging with a, like a like from a brotherhood standpoint and uh, Matt is stiffening up mm-hmm. and he's he's just like, please don't touch me. Please, please, please. Uh, talk Here's about what else. I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start digging into your life and I'm going to find the people who know 
I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna get my wife to get friends with your wife, and then I'm gonna have them chit chat, uh-huh. and I'm gonna wait, and then I'm gonna bring like intervention day, Inter- oh. and I'm gonna bring a, and we're just gonna sit you I down and be like, Evan, it's time for you to be vulnerable. Tell us your stuff. Be weak. Do it. Do it. Do you That's feel like happening. I'm holding get back? Ready. Do you feel like I'm like uh, I'm, I'm putting out this <laughs> facade or something like that? I mean, I, no, I feel I, like I feel like I, we're both probably calling back out. the curtain, curtains here, so. I'd probably call you out. I just get myself caught up in these moments where I get vulnerable and then I'm like, oh no, he's not going to be vulnerable back. He's going to, he, he doesn't ha- he didn't have this situation. Dang it. Now here I am on live produced forever recorded audio. Well, what I, what I typically do like, is I'll edit my vulnerability parts out. And I just leave oh, yours in. Your so, so I'll totally open <laughs> I up. I know you do. I know and, you And then do. you'll have no, you'll, you'll be like, man, that was a great conversation. And. And then you'll go listen to it, and you'll be like, "He didn't. He didn't release any of that. What's going on here?" <laughs> now I know why people, when they see us, they give you this big high five and this like uh, bro look, and then they look at me like, "It's gonna be okay." Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. And I'm like, "I'm fine. I am fine. Leave. I am fine. Stop looking at me like that." Uh, Nobody does that, but that's what I picture in my head when you turn into like fatherly figure over here like you gotta i care about you, you man know, i'm trying to help you yeah shut the up cord, cord of three <laughs> yeah. strands is not easily broken man i'm trying I'm, I'm trying to tie oh that my in gosh, it's, you're me, gonna make me, throw it's up. me you and the listeners we're like we're all tied in here this is great this is great no oh i gosh, so i forget so well i will say this so in in multiple conversations like this and i think i know you do talk about you there's a lot of alone things you do but there's also a lot of brotherhood things that you do so you're you're kind of, it's true. It's you, true. You kind of uh, bounce back and forth. I think I think the temptation is is to to gravitate gravitate towards one more than the other. So we talked about like as guys we compartmentalize, and that's that's something that I've I've been working on trying to get away from trying to have like like me be me in every single situation as opposed to like there's Sunday me versus Monday me versus Wednesday me versus Friday me. Or this group of friends, me and that group of friends, me. I'm trying to just merge them all together because it's really difficult to keep all that going. Uh, and it's not that I'm doing it on. So in reality, I'm an example for you. Yes. In reality, oh, I am. Your, I'm your role you're, model. You're, That's you're, really you're my rock, man. I'm just like, man, if I could just <laughs> if I can just be Matt and just just have that consistency, that'd be that's, great. See, I, I tear you down a little bit. I build you back I think up. That's the goal. That's 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 what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. So uh, so yeah. So I I think what happens is is we kind of get we get pulled in this direction where it's whether it's pride whether it's self-reliance whether it's just uh you know who we've had to be uh growing up um i I think all those things kind of pull us in in a single direction and i think we have to be intentional to pull into brotherhood i I think there's a uh an innate desire for brotherhood but also the amount of work that it takes the amount of vulnerability that it takes to engage in brotherhood uh, it's a high cost. And I think especially when we get further on in life, we feel like we should have it all together. So it's like, man, I don't know that I want to disrupt, you know, people's opinions of me, or I don't, I just don't have time. I don't, I don't want to put in the time that it takes to really build a brotherhood or I've been rejected. I've tried to engage people and, uh, try to build mm-hmm. a brotherhood and it just hasn't gone anywhere. And, uh, I saw, I think it was on Instagram. I saw like a little, uh, saying that said something to the effect of like guys, uh, guys engage with other guys when they're in their teens and find about two or three guys that they really connect with. And then they just stop being social for the rest of their life. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? There's a little bit of truth to that. It's it's just like, Hey, all right, these are my best friends. These are people that I'm going to engage with. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to let anybody else in. And I think sometimes people have good experiences with that. Other, other times people don't, but if they don't really hit it off, they're not going to have those, those kinds of relationships. And so this is definitely a call to brotherhood. It's, it's a call to doing life together uh, and, and really pursuing that stronger life, that, that life that's not just pretty good on our own, but the, the fruitfulness of, of what he was talking about, the incredible victories. And, and I, I thought it was cool that he kind of, for a moment, broke down fruitfulness because I think it's one of those things that we, we kind of step back from and we're like, ah, you know, that's a, that's a Jubilee tambourine type of thing. But I think fruitfulness is, is really <laughs> something that we all desire, right? We, we would probably call it success. We, we would call it fulfillment. We'd call it other stuff, but you know, in the Bible, I, I think fruitfulness is, is a good analogy for that. So 
anyway, that's, that's what I'm excited to talk about. And I, I know that this is something that, that you've been seeking for a long time. So I'm glad to go on this journey with you. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, uh, we've already established I'm the example here. So <laughs> it's all good. The, I, on fruitfulness. So uh, yeah, I have that same tension with that statement. It's like, uh, that is like gross. Like I hate that word. Like, uh, because it's not because the word it's because the people who preached it so much growing up were not people I wanted to be. But when you say it, it, rem- it, it takes the picture from, cause I want to replace it business wise with like, Oh, okay. Fruitfulness is effectiveness. Or like you just did it. Fruitfulness is success. And those are great, but they are Americanized image images that don't tell they're not uh, moving enough. Meaning so like fruitfulness there is a difference in on, tr- on a tree between having a couple pieces of fruit and having a lot of fruit. Yeah. And differences on a tree between having some bad fruit that's like, oh, it's got fruit on there, but all this stuff is nasty, and like this beautiful, luscious fruit. So when I compare myself to that, I think, wow, I'm pretty darn effective just if I do it my way by myself with nobody else involved. If I don't do it that way and invite people in and walk this journey, as you just said together, boy, it's not near as effective. It's not near as efficient, but it's way more fruitful. Hey, hey, impacting. Yeah. Yeah. See what we did there. It's wet. There's a lot more great fruit. Like if I'm a tree by myself, my fruit's okay. And as long as you put me by myself in a field, nobody knows the difference. But you line me up against a fruit that's like, wow, that dude's relationship with his wife is killer. Like that dude's not just killing it at business. He's enjoying it. He's doing great things. He has great relationships with his coworkers. Like you start lining those up and not to move into the comparison factor, but those are some of the differences I've had when I've done life a messier, less efficient way with other people. I turn around. And I'm like, wow, this is so much better. This is my business is so much better. I mean, but I want to say like, so I'm, I'm wanting to say this, maybe I should just babble along. You'll get there. The numbers are good. So, (laughs) so here's what I'm trying to say. When I say my business is better, like I think numbers, Yeah. I think money, I think, but what I want to, the picture I want to convey is not, is it just, it's not just better in the money wise, It's better in relationships. I enjoy my work better. But a lot of times we trade that. We say, well, I'm having a better work life. Even though the money's not quite there. It's because I had to sacrifice a little bit because I couldn't put those long hours in. Chopping away at the logistics of the business. I had to put some hours into just hanging out with people. But I'm telling you right now, doing life in a Christian way with brotherhood, I'm getting both. I don't know if anybody else is getting them. But my numbers are growing, my relationships are getting better, and they're correlating. Like all that's coming together. So when I say better, I'm like, there's more money in the bank and more relationship, emotional interaction going on that's fulfilling. And that's a tribute. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Like if you're listening to this and you're not building a brotherhood, you're missing out. You're not trading anything at the end game. You're getting both of them. As long as you walk through it the way God has these relationships set up, it's it's the best way to live. Yeah. Well, so a couple of things on that. One, you, you talked a little bit about comparison. I think in brotherhood, it's not necessarily comparison. It's uh, inspiration. It's aspiration. I think it's it's seeing what's possible as opposed to maybe, again, that pretty good on your own. So pretty good on your own is is not horrible right? Like you're getting by, you're, you're probably having some successes. You're, 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 you're able to, uh, kind of function and it's, it's not bad. I mean, overall, everything's good. I mean, it's it's pretty good, but I think when you get to kind of further on what, what Lee and Brian were talking about, it's fighting that pull, uh, that pull that's, uh, of life. That's trying to take you over to, uh, all the different challenges, all the opposition that you're having, and then what you fall into as a result of that. So I think in that regard, like pretty good on your own is you can do it for a long time. And we, I mean, we've, we've talked about just that 
that you can go through a lot of your life in that situation. But I think the other part of that is, I think if you think of success as linear, right? Like being a single thing, like up and to the right, that's maybe up and to the right with, with money or up and to the right with power or up and to the right with, with these singular things, that's where it's just pretty good because it's that one thing or maybe two things. And I think what you're talking about in brotherhood is more of taking that linear thing and expanding it. It's multiplication. And so, so success no longer is just financial success is time. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Success is relationship. Success is fulfillment. Success is your family. And I think that that's where the difference is between pretty good on your own is versus like true fulfillment and, and, and walking through true brotherhood because you're able to see so much more that's possible because when I was pretty good on my own, I thought pretty good on my own was the, the job title that I had, the amount of money that I was making or the money in my bank account. And the fact that I was, was still married. I think that was it. Like I had a family, I had income still married. That is the bar right there. So, so, (laughs) but that I'm pretty good, pretty good on your own. Like I'm checking the boxes so I can go off and, and do whatever else. And, and as I navigated that, I, what I found out was that pretty good on my own was great until I hit adversity. And then when I hit adversity, which we live in a world that is full of adversity and I was able to navigate it for the most part, but when you still married, still married. So. Yeah. So I've, I've navigated that yeah. adversity and in some cases that can be adversity, I guess. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah. walking through when adversity came and I had nobody and I wasn't that I wasn't uh, in, in life with multiple people, I, I was, I was easily broken. I was easily challenged. And that's when I kind of looked around and was like, this is, this is not a good place to be because I could see the appeal of addiction. I could see the appeal of coping. I could see the appeal of living in frustration and, and the results of frustration where I make my worst decisions when I'm frustrated. And I'm the, I'm the worst version of myself when I'm frustrated. So if, if that is just a click away, whenever adversity comes, my pretty good on my own is going to, is going to taper off very quickly because I'm going to destroy relationships. I'm going to destroy, uh, you know, my success. And I, like they said, to the point where I even questioned my success, like, was this all a fluke? Did I even, did I even get here on my own? Or was this all just luck, dumb luck that got me here? And so I think that's where, when we're talking about brotherhood, uh, and, and having that fulfillment and having those guys around you that have walked through those things. I mean, we talked about mentorship. I think that walks hand in hand with this, just having those people around to show you the true possibilities and fulfillment in life makes a huge difference. And I know we're going to get to this, but I, we, so yesterday was Wednesday and we just did our father by God, small group or mid-sized group. And I think that even the, the, the parallels between what Lee and Brian were talking about and the father by God stuff. I'm really, uh, I'm really connecting a lot of the dots because it's, it's so uh, imperative for men to recognize the, the journey that they're on, the stages of life that they're in and the role that brotherhood plays in all of that. Because man, just even looking at some of the phases in life and, and talking about the uh, the unfinished man, which I'm I'm sure we'll get into in subcapacity, we're all unfinished men. So we're not necessarily going to have somebody who's going to be that mentor and guide us all the way through, like from a father figure standpoint. But I think brotherhood is a really really good opportunity to backfill a ton of that stuff. So I I I know this is kind of a lead yeah, up to so, that, but that's it, it's absolutely I'm seeing all the parallels. Every once in a while, Evan, you say something profound that thank you, man, really matters. So I mean, I think this is your one time today. So <laughs> I think you're all right. Well, I'll, hey, I'm gonna let you talk from here on out then, because uh, I'm gonna leave on a high note. <laughs> but taking the element of success and broadening it out beyond numbers, beyond power places, positions, beyond, I'd even go as far as beyond your Christian righteousness. And I don't mean the stuff Jesus gives you, the stuff you think you're owning on your own. Like you broaden out your definition definition of success and you take it to a space of like, if 
I'm I have a successful title, but I'm just kind of married or it's okay to be married or it's just not great. If though, then I'm not a success. Like that's not a definition of success for me anymore. The scripture that rings true with me all the time is the proverb that I'm going to paraphrase. God adds wealth, but adds no sorrow to it. God brings wealth, but adds no sorrow to it. Like if there's a touch of sorrow inside your wealth, whether that be wealth of relationships, wealth of actual money, wealth of influence, prestige, then you're not walking in God's provision of quote unquote success, which we were calling fruitfulness earlier. And that's where you brought in the father by God groups. We've got guys that are listening to this, not in this town, not in this city, not even in this church. So they may not be involved with that. That's a small group with John, a book by John Eldridge called father by God. But you're right. It's bringing out a lot of those elements, even the phrase unfinished man. Like we are constantly being refined and growing in a space of likeness to him and fulfillment in ourselves and all these different spaces. But it happens inside a group. It just doesn't happen like at all in certain respects by yourself. It has to be inside of a group. You're missing out if you're not with a group of brothers, men that you trust or are learning to trust. You're missing out on the real life that God has for you. And that's, I mean, this is what Brian and Lee brought out is you see it in their relationship. You see it in their times of struggle, but they personify it well, just across the board of how rich your life can be when you've broadened your success outside of just what's defined on paper. And you start looking at it through a lens of, nope, these other elements have to also be fruitful mm -hmm. or that success is uh, thin and, uh, wafy at best. Yeah. I, I mean, thinking a little deeper about that too, I, I think in brotherhood, you can actually have a conversation with somebody who doesn't feel that they're successful and, and you can have that conversation with them and say, Hey, like you do have a really good family. You, uh, you do have like X, Y, and Z of like, you know, you may not like your job, but look at all the free time that you have to, to be able to pursue some of this other stuff or, or, or really kind of give that, that, uh, that third person look, uh, to help them see maybe blind spots, but also help them to maybe see stuff that they were taking for granted. And, and I think that, you know, especially in, in my conversations last night, I mean, there was, there was, there was times where as they're, as they're talking about their lives or what was going on, you know, or I even sensed a little bit of vulnerability, like much like I sense with you sometimes. Uh, it was like, okay, uh, like, yeah, well. let's talk about that. No more. It's Let, over. Let's talk about that. Because I, I think what happens is, is sometimes like when we're in situations, right, we're going to, we're going to float some stuff out there and we're going to see like, are you really paying attention? Do you really care? And so you might say something like, um, well, you know, it's, it's been a pretty rough week, you know, and I, I've, I've kind of been struggling a little bit with the fam and, you know, it's, but you know, overall it's good. And then you just move on. And then next thing you know, the, the mm -hmm. conversation goes on to like, uh, you know, I can't believe that, you know, the Broncos did something or let's talk about uh, college football or whatever. The conversation just kind of ca carries on. Uh, so you're like, okay, like I, I, I kind of brought something up. I, I was asking or people asked how I was. I, I kind of was honest. I was a little bit vulnerable and they didn't bite. Right. So so then no big deal, just kind of move on. But I think in brotherhood, when you have those relationships and you have kind of that time, uh, you can kind of step back and say, hey, can we circle back to a minute where you said like, you know, that you didn't really have it that great a week? Let's talk about that. Like, tell me why it wasn't good. And, and let, me, let, let me walk through that with you. And in some cases, like what I loved about what, what Brian and Lee were saying was in some of Lee's darkest moments, he just said that Brian said, I'm going to go through it with you. Mm -hmm. He didn't fix it. He didn't have an answer. And I mean, with a lot of guys that I talk to, I don't have the answer. Uh, all I can do is just be there to listen, be there to uh, just talk through it, but not to offer any kind of solutions. I, I think that sometimes like you feel like, oh man, I got to be like a, I got to be a counselor to to help somebody through this stuff. Like if, if I have a friend and he's going through, uh, issues with his marriage or issues with his job, 
like I all of a sudden have to be like, you know, the the expert in, in these topics in order to add value to that conversation. You don't. Um, I'm still learning this with my wife. Sometimes I just have to say, yeah, that sucks. That like, that's, that's, that's a, that I don't like that they did that. That's horrible. And that's all I have to say other than what my instinct is, is like try to analyze the situation and, and why the person did that. They're not looking for that. They're just looking for someone to walk through it with them. And in some cases, maybe carry them a little bit and just let them know that it's going to be okay. Because when you go through brotherhood, you're going to have those challenges and when we talked about that pull earlier, that pull is pulling you towards whether it's depression, whether it's addiction, whether it's the feeling of failure and anxiety and, and frustration through brotherhood, the opportunity shifts to where you can talk more about, like, I can encourage you. I can give you boldness. Uh, we can talk about, uh, you know, multiplication, like, and, and that, that ties into the fruitfulness a little bit and, and finding joy in this situation, finding joy in situations that are crappy situations. Like I know, for example, or for, for a fact that I've seen situations where, where people are, they're in the, like the worst possible situation, but they always go back later on and look at it and, and just laugh about it and have joy about it because it's like, yeah, we just went through that together and it was, it was a horrible time, but they, they can look back on it fondly because they had a brotherhood walking through that with them. And, you know, having those kinds of relationships and that kind of satisfaction is, you know, why we're talking about brotherhood so much, because I want, I want listeners that are listening to Lee and Brian and, and listening to us to know that it is possible. You know, there's, there's people that are, are probably in that second court category that they talked about is like, yeah, I see the benefit of brotherhood, but I don't have it. I mean, we're talking a lot about pretty good on your own. And, and that'll definitely be a lot of this, this conversation. But I think at the same time, probably for most people listening to this, they're like, I want a brotherhood. I want to pursue a brotherhood, but I, I just haven't, I haven't gotten to that next level. And maybe I'm thinking about giving up. Maybe I'm thinking about, you know, there's just, it's too late. I should have made stronger relationships when I was a kid. And I would say to you, keep pursuing, keep engaging, uh, Brian and Lee even talked about it a little bit like, you know, what if I can't find a, a friend to connect with? Well, there's a step um, and you just mentioned it earlier. I've been thinking about it since you talked about it. It's there's a step of brotherhood that says I'm going to make the effort to remember what is the tough thing they were going through. I'm going to make the effort to circle back and say, hey, you know, I know mentally we just moved on from this, or this is what's going on, the conversation in my head, I'm coming back and say, Evan, you know, how is, how's that going? It's good. Without the expectation of, Hey, tell me all your stuff. So like, there's this space as men where we, it's like, Oh, I don't want to be the counselor. I, like, that's not really me. So I don't, I can't even ask because then they probably need me to give them a answer that would work. And I don't have one. So I'm just going to move on to college football. I don't think we are as absent-minded as we pretend to be. I know that personally. Get ready. I'm about to, I'm just going to drop some vulnerability Ooh. right here for you. Personally, there's times where I, I don't want to talk about something, so I forget to ask about it. And that's the real truth. Now, I'm not like consciously like evil where I'm like, nah, I'm not asking about that. That's stupid. I'm not. That dude's a jerk. That guy's weak. He's a wimp. No, that's not what's happening. What's happening is that I feel that uncomfortability and I'm like, eh, you know what? I'll ask about it later or I'll ask about it in a few minutes or I'll, I'll catch him up tomorrow. Or, and that's just my way to say, I'm not going to talk about it right now. So what yeah. brother, how brotherhood was developed in my life is I started saying, Hey, what about this? And I would ask that awkward thing of, you know, let's say it's their relationship with their wife or their relationship with their kids. I would try to bring that up later on because it popped into my head. Yeah, were there times I had forgotten and we just moved on with life? Yes. But then I would, Lord, bring that up. Like I, what I think is happening is as men, we're thinking about it and saying, no, nah, I'm not going to bring that up right now and pretending we forgot. Or we're forgetting inside a conversation. And then after the conversation's over, when we're just in the car driving, we think, you know, it's the Holy Spirit, our own brain says, hey, man, they were, last time we talked, they were having a tough time with their kid or they were, they needed some attention. There's a guy that just blew up on me about two or three years ago because I forgot, I, I'd asked him out to coffee 
And then I forgot about it. Not, we hadn't set a date. He was just, he was waiting to respond. And I just never brought it up again. And he got really mad at me. And I get it. He wanted, this sounds so bad, but he, he was a guy that gets forgotten easily. Like he slides in the background, doesn't talk very much. So he probably, this probably happens to him a lot where guys are engage him initially from a leadership standpoint, but then never follow up. And that's what I've done. I was leading this group. He was one of those guys. I was pulling him out like, Hey man, I need to bring some attention to this guy intentionally. And then I moved on with my life. And because he just is a wallflower, I, I never circled back around. Well, that hurt his feelings. So about a year later, <laughs> I talked to him again and that was probably a year in between. And he brought that up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea that I had really, hurt this dude. So now every time I see him, yeah. I'm intentionally like, Hey man, how's it going? Like, and not from a leadership standpoint, but from a true, I'm going to develop a friendship with this guy because I care about him. That's it. So that was an exercise with me to say, you know what? I'm going to stop forgetting these heavy things. People bring up. I'm going to stop forgetting these moments that guys get vulnerable a little bit. I'm going to circle back around. So if you're listening and I say this to me, I definitely say it to you, Evan. You need to hear this. This is you, right? <laughs> if you're listening and you don't have you a brotherhood, should, I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing. You right should, now. yeah. Take you're notes. Write this down. Note. So, if you're having a tough time developing brotherhood, then have the courage to ask those guys about tough things that they have brought up at some point in time, even when it feels random, even when it feels like you're not in this place relationship. You probably aren't, but you will never be in that relationship, place in relationship with that guy or somebody else. Unless you start asking hard questions that make people dig into a deeper space in their soul. Yeah. Well, and I like too that this guy, he confronted you, right? Like he cared so much about oh, pursuing it's brotherhood. It's true. That he that he actually took it another step. And so to that guy, I say kudos because to him, he it was it was definitely against his uh his nature if if he's more reserved and more kind of in the background to be like, you know what? Like I, I opened up, I, I engaged, I put myself out there and it didn't go anywhere. And it was so important to him that he was willing to make somebody uncomfortable uh, to, to get to that point. And it worked, right? Like, so you guys have engaged a lot more, you have more conversation. And, and, and to that, I, I think that's a good thing. It, it, I don't know that it always work out, but I think that that's the kind of approach that we need to have uh, when seeking brotherhood, it's like, you know, if I've struck out a couple of times, if I haven't really kind of built the kind of connections that I want to build, do I just quit? No. Like maybe I, maybe I pursue even harder. Does that mean that I'm like a person that no one wants to hang out with or, or whatever else? Not necessarily. It just means that I think, I think the whole squeaky wheel gets the, the oil is, is a pretty appropriate thing because everyone's just trying to survive. Everyone's just trying to live life and do their best and, you know, not die and not starve. So there's, there's a lot of just carnal needs that we're, we're pursuing. And so I think for us, when, when brotherhood's not a priority, and, and so I'm hoping that guys in brotherhood are, are on that fence where it is, but uh, for most people, it's probably not. So they're just going to try to live their life. They're, I mean, they're probably trying to keep their marriage together. They're trying to make sure that they're, uh, you know, making a good wage, provide for their family, uh, you know, keep everybody warm. That's, that's high priority, right? Like we're in survivalist mentality most of the time. So some of this other stuff gets a little bit further down the list. So what we're trying to do, and I think what Lee and Brian are trying to do is to highlight, Hey, this is a need. This is a need, just like you have a need to, to, to eat. You have a need for brotherhood. And, and I, I think that that's the case that they're making. And we need to, in seeking out brotherhood, uh, approach it the same way, not be passive with it, uh, and not, not easily give up because that adversity, those challenges that, that can be difficult. But uh, what Brian had said is, you know, intentionally we're trying to create opportunities for brotherhood. So it could be a midsize group or a small group. It could be the brotherhood breakfast. It could be, uh, you know, uh, other events that, happen around the church. So like, if you don't go to church on the move, I'm, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the important things, the community and, and, and having a home church. So whatever church that you go to and whatever church that you do, uh, you know, look for those opportunities. I do want to briefly mention this because uh, they talked about it a little bit, but I don't know that made the recording. Um, so brotherhood 
is something that I think in men's ministry kind of, I would, I use those kind of hand in hand. That's something that I think is, there's a really strong growing need for that to the extent that, I mean, there was actually a brotherhood breakfast down in Cisco, Texas. So shout out to all those guys down in Texas that are listening to this podcast. I think that's awesome. And, and, and there's a momentum that's coming from this Other guys are seeing that, that when it's done right, when there's, when there's people that are intentional about building brotherhood, that they're like, wow, like I want something like that here. I want something like that in Texas. I want something like that in North Carolina. And so some of these conversations are starting to happen. And, and for us, that's really exciting. But I think it just goes to kind of further uh, develop the point that there is a really strong need for brotherhood. And as we're progressing in, in age and in, in life, we're realizing that's more and more important. And guys like Lee and Brian, who are able to point back to like, here is the challenges that I went through in life. Here's my relationship with, with a guy that I've, I've, I've had as a really good friend for a really long time. Here's how that brotherhood has benefited in, in some of the worst moments of my life. And I think there's a lot of guys that, that go, man, I've been going through a lot of adversity. I need that brotherhood. I, I, I have challenges in my life. I need that brotherhood. So I guess it's my turn to be vulnerable. Um, so yeah, there we go. I got your attention. <laughs> so for me, the last two, two and a half weeks has been a major life event for me. I'm in between careers. So I'm, I'm in a situation where, you know, I, 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 I've been doing something for 18 years. There we go. And as of about two weeks ago, I'm not doing that anymore. And so for me, I've been able to really see brotherhood walked out because I've had a ton of people reaching out to me. What? I've reached out to a ton of people and they've kind of come back to me and some are just wanting to talk. Like I have, uh, I've, man, I have so many lunches scheduled with people that are like kind of walking through their situation and they've been like, yeah, like I've been through that before. I know how that feels. You know, here, here's some of the things that I've learned in that. And some people, they just call and encourage me and it's great. Like, uh, I I've known that I've made an investment in brotherhood and I've, and I've made it a priority, but I've never really been in a true situation where I've had to lean heavily on it. And over the last couple of weeks, it's not that I'm leaning heavily on it. It's like naturally coming back. And I, and I, I love that because like, I don't feel discouraged. I feel, I feel encouraged through all this stuff. I had, you know, I have hope, which there's for me, like even in the situation, learning the difference between hope, like hope is like knowing that there's something around the corner. But I was like, you know, I like hope, but I actually like knowing what's around the corner so that it's like, I like the actual opportunity itself. So kind of differentiating those things, but like hope is what's getting me there. And uh, having a brotherhood, having relationships with, with guys and even just the network itself, like, like I've had to tell multiple people like, Hey, you don't have to solve this for me. Like, like if there's an opportunity or whatever else, like, great. But like, I mean, they're brainstorming. They're, they're like, Hey, what about this? What about this? What do you want to do here? Like, what if you did this? And I'm like, man, this is great. Like, this is the exact walking through a brotherhood that I had, I would have hoped that it would be. And I'm at the point now where I'm excited about what's next. I know something's good. I know people that have been through it. They've seen the other side. Every person that I've talked to is like, it's better on the other side. And, and I believe them because I've seen them walk through that, through them being vulnerable and and opening up to me. And so now when I'm in this situation where I'm walking through it, I mean, I have so many people that have kind of talked about that stuff with me, um, that I'm just like, you know what, this, what I do is not who I am. And I can separate those two things. And I, I have a really great opportunity to go pursue something else. So I'm really, really excited about that. I know it's a shock to you and I, I apologize. I didn't have a chance to tell you yet, but, uh, <laughs> I wasn't uh, even going to say anything. I was going to pretend I already knew so we could, <laughs> so yeah. people weren't like, no, what? I, if, if you, if you, if you uh, go back and listen to the replay, there was like a big what in the middle of that. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I shocked, <laughs> like, I shocked like, you a little bit. I shocked well, you a little bit. You did. But, you did. Like, honestly, I was, we, we have been chatting a little bit. I've, uh, we've connected a couple times and I was starting to put some pieces together and I was like, Hmm, but I hadn't thought about it even this morning yet. And I was like, well, okay. But anyway, man, well, th- I mean, 100%. Thanks for sharing. Like that's huge. And yeah, thanks for sharing. I mean, that's, that's what people are going through and that's what, 
that's what we're dealing with. Um, wow. Yeah, man. Uh, you are going to make it. And what? It, and the other side is better. Like this is how this is where God's faithfulness, faithfulness shows up. He's just yeah. that good to be faithful in all situations. And man, it's a great life to rely upon his faithfulness. And I know you already know that. So, yeah, no, I'm excited about it because it's, it's one of those situations where I'm looking at like I'm in, being intentional with my prayers. Like, God, I want to see your, your fingerprints on what's next. Like, I want you to lead me and guide me. And I also want to, you know, bring him through the entire process. So the pretty good alone guy that I used mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. would just try to figure it out myself. I would not have updated my, my LinkedIn and, and like, I would have just still said that I was doing something until the next thing came along, but it's, it's kind of a, a completely different way to look at it. It's like, I want to tell as many people as possible. I want to look for that multiplication of information and resources and expertise. Like I want to tap into all that. And I think that's what brotherhood offers. It offers that ability where people who do truly care, who, who, when I've been vulnerable to them or they've been vulnerable to me, like now they're invested in what's going on and they want the best for me. And I think naturally a lot of, a lot of things begins to happen with that. But I think like really going back to, uh, cause there was, there was two, there's three slides that they brought up, but like the life together slides specifically where they talked about having courage, having boldness, multiplication, joy, opportunity, satisfaction, relationship. Like that's, I feel like I'm in that quadrant right now. And, Adversity is hit. I'm walking, walking through that, but I'm not walking through it going, I'm a failure. I, I'm having a ton of anxiety. I get waves of anxiety. Let me, let me be clear on that. Like I'll it listen. comes and it goes. I've been but, there. Yeah. And frustration, anger, emptiness, like just looking back at, at just the last period of time, uh, I could, I could easily get back and get angry or get frustrated and just be like, why, why did that happen? Why, you know, analyzing conversations and, and kind of where everything, uh, like what, what I was doing versus what other people doing and just kind of looking and and getting into comparison stuff. If I spent a lot of time on that, I would probably be in a way different mental headspace, but instead, uh, I'm pursuing brotherhood, pursuing relationships and willing to be vulnerable so that as a result of that, it's, it's not shame. It's not fear. It's not failure it's boldness and courage. And I love that. It's, it's, it's the exact example of walking through it. And, you know, Lee and Brian, they, they've had similar situations that they've shared that they talked about a little bit on, on, uh, on their breakfast, but you know, it's just, it, when it, when you actually walk through it yourself, it, it's a, I feel like it's completely different. It's like one thing, like I, I love learning from other people's experience and their challenges and their tragedies. Um, and I'm just like, cool, I don't want to go through that. So I'm just gonna learn from you. But there is definitely uh, there is definitely a initiation to uh, to life to manhood that you have to walk through, and the only way to go through that is through that adversity and walking through it yourself. So, sorry, I had to point a little bit back to uh, Fathered by God again because I, I really like where that's going. Dude, that's been timely. That's timely. It's timely for everybody. But I love seeing the plan God had unfold, and you're like, who would have known? Like. That's yeah. he's amazing. He's looking at it from this overarching aerial perspective. And he's like, ah, I got to take care of Matt right here. I got to take care of Evan right here. I got to make sure this going to need a little bit of extra over here. So let me just navigate a few things. Let me adjust a few things. They walk in obedience and boom, they're taking care of faithfulness, faithfulness. That's fantastic. Well, I'll just say again, well, thanks for sharing. Cause it is easy to, it's all, it's easy. And I would say dare almost expected to promote brotherhood but never confess that you needed it in your own life yeah like it's, well I, I think i think that's the pride part right like we mm-hmm. as as men uh and brothers we 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 want to be that self-made man like what you talked about earlier and there is there's definitely a positive side to the self-made man it's like hey we bootstrapped it we figured it out like you know, I'm tough. Like I, I've found a way. Right. But at what cost? And I don't think that that's, 
the part that people talk about is the cost, right? The What kind of relationships do you have as a result of that? What kind of time do you have as a result of that? You know, what's your family life? What Where does all that look? But it's like, hey, I'm a self-made man, so that's awesome. The book talks about like it's like it's a man orphaned in life who is not fully developed that had to develop themselves and it he actually looked at it as a as a point of pity mm-hmm. it's like i don't want to necessarily that was a perspective that it was it took i had to read it a couple times i was like okay like i get that perspective like i'm gonna shift my mindset off that a little bit i don't necessarily want to be a self-made man i do but i can learn and do and multiply what i'm doing through mentorship through brotherhood and through relationship and if I'm a self-made man, yeah, I'll probably figure it out in 10 years. Through brotherhood, I might be able to figure it out in six months. Yeah, that's 100%. You were mentioning earlier about brotherhood being so important. What came to my mind, and I don't know if this is happening on your feed or not, but on my Facebook feed, I get a lot of, there's people out there selling these groups, these warrior groups. Oh, these. I thought you were going to talk about corn. No. <laughs> No, that's that's my TikTok feed. <laughs> that's oh TikTok feed. Right, yeah, right. no, that Facebook's full of it's corn. Yeah, Facebook's uh, full of advertisements, basically just trying to get me to spend money. But yeah, imagine that. But I get a thousand different, not a thousand. I get a couple advertisers trying to sell the idea of brotherhood, and uh, yeah. every time I see that, I think first of all, you can't sell it. Because it can't be bought, it has to be developed. And if it's bought, then if you're not paying it for it, it's not happening. And that's not brotherhood. Like brotherhood is often the times when you can't pay for it that it shows up. But because they're selling it, there there must be a need. There must be something out oh, there. Oh, there's definitely a need. Yeah. That men are like I've got a few friends that went and did these ridiculously expensive weekends with these guys and listen i get it it's cool stuff it's camaraderie it's military-esque kind of got that feel but since you paid for it you're still going to come out you know recommended at the end they're not going to fire you because then you'll just take your money back but too soon if they're oh man that's the Oh, that's that lack of sensitivity I have. Oh, my wife. Ah. My wife talks about that all the time. You can no, edit. You're good. Oh, jeez. Woo, boy. <laughs> Brotherhood chinked. Click, 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 click. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Brotherhood's important. It's valuable. And it's free. Outside of yeah. 10 bucks for breakfast. But other than that, it's free. And you can actually do it without coming to our breakfast. It's just harder. So come to our breakfast. Yeah. Whew. God, I, you, if you can see my insides right now, how embarrassed and uh, terrible I feel. Jeez. It's, part, it's, it's partly my sense of humor. I apologize. Man, you're, you're starting. It makes it fun. You're, the, you're my role model yeah. today. Wow, look at that. Full yeah. circle. But I, I agree. There, there is people that definitely recognize that there is value to it that outside of the church. And I think that that's it's just it's a it's a natural innate desire that we all have that we that we want to go out we want to we want to build this band of brothers this camaraderie of of people whether it's a mili- like a military type thing or it's a it's a, a just a, a sports team or, or whatever like we're naturally drawn to doing life together to achieve goals to kind of go up into the right and and pursue those things and I think those are those are part of it, but I think the capital life, capital L life that that Lee was talking about, that's the that's what we're really pursuing the fulfill the fulfillment of life uh, in, in brotherhood, and then I, we haven't talked about it much, but I think it's implied is that brotherhood in pursuing Christ and being like Christ and and modeling what it means to be a follower of of, of Jesus, and I think that. Definitely in, in success, brotherhood is great, and that's something that we want to have. But the other brotherhood, the capital L life, is that spiritual life and, that re- and, and, and pointing us towards a relationship with God and pointing us towards being like Jesus and, and walking through that and understanding that when we're in brotherhood, right? I'm a, I'm a, this is a stretch, so if it doesn't work, uh, I apologize. If we're in... If we're in brotherhood, right, 
So we're brothers. There's still a father, right? So like mm-hmm. we, at Look some at point, you. see, is that, is that too much of a stretch? Yeah, it's there. It's there. It, okay. All right. Yeah, uh, that's I, good. It, it sounded good in my head. Yeah. But in, so in brotherhood, we're, we're family, mm-hmm. right? But then we have a father. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that we need to recognize that relationship throughout this. And I think that in brotherhood, that's pointing us to the relationship with the father. And we might not always put the value on that. Like there might be some guys that are listening to this or they're, and they're just like, Hey, brotherhood, that's a concept that I'm really interested in. Or, or people that have come to the breakfast and they're just coming for the the camaraderie and just like, Hey, this is like a men's networking type thing. And, uh, and maybe that's how it was pitched to them. And so they showed up and next thing they know, they're, they're hearing stories about guys peeing on top of a mountain. But I think that what we would hope to do is to kind of say through our brotherhood, we are pursuing Christ. We're pursuing our heavenly father and, and that lifestyle. And as we do that together, that's the capital L life. That's the fulfillment. That's, that's where our success is not necessarily gauged about what we've done or what we've accomplished, but our success is who, who we've brought with us and, 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 and the ability to see them thrive alongside it as opposed to I'm successful and everybody else is down here. That's not brotherhood. Brotherhood is like, let's all grow together and let's, let's all help everybody get to that, that next um, progression of true fulfillment in life. You know, that sounds so kumbaya, but put in the context of if you are on a team, football, basketball, baseball, even soccer, we've got some international listeners, I guess. Wow. I apologize <laughs> to all of our true football fans. Lacrosse. Uh, those are all games that you do better when everybody does well. That Those are also the types of things we think about when we talk about camaraderie. You know, the idea of men banded together shows up a lot as a theme in those types of sports. And even, you know, we've got... Of course, mountain men at the church. So your mountain team, you know, especially the stories that some of those uh, big heads talk about, the Lee and the Bryans, where they go climb Mount Rainier and they're locked in with other people. Like you're all chained together. Yeah. One falls, you got to like hold them up off the cliff. That when you're talking about we do better when we're all together, like it sounds like a a slogan for a different um, – Man, I'm going the wrong direction. <laughs> Edit this. <laughs> um, oh, this is staying. Oh, gosh, it's all staying. No. Well, I, first, unfortunately, I didn't say any of the comments that were in my head. But maybe you picked them up. Maybe you could, <laughs> uh, uh, you could figure out what I was trying to say. Either way, it just sounds like, ugh, like I don't want to do that. I don't want to be better together. I want to be better than you. Like I don't want to be better together. That's really what starts screaming through my mind. When I hear somebody, not you, of course, I have so much respect for you and such a deep love that I never think such things, but (laughs) other people, when they say these things better together, I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. Like, that sounds like a political slogan for somebody I can't support. That's what it sounds like. But when I think about the reality of execution, we are better together. And that's the truth. We are, that's where camaraderie is built that's where the enjoyment of doing what I do is built. That is where winning is fun. Like winning is fun when it's with a lot of guys. It, it reminds me of the scene that I think everybody in our age has seen when the Bulls won championships year after year. Man, because they always brought the camera back in the locker room. I'm not sure if they do that now. I'm not such a huge NBA fan, but man, you know, champagne's flowing everywhere. They're all passing the trophy around and you see it even more than when like a football team wins a Super Bowl because that's all done on the field with confetti and there's all these reporters and everything like inside that locker room, those guys, they're just loving it. It's a blast. It's such a great picture. You know, Jordan Pippen holding that trophy. That's what you see when we're all together and that is what we are fortunate enough to experience with the brotherhood we attend at church on the move is we get that sensation because there's 400, 500 guys coming in. It's not the same two or three guys that you kind of don't want to be like, unfortunately that's a lot of what the circles look like around the nation, not from our brotherhood group, but like other men's groups. But man, when you get to be a part of a brotherhood, it's like, wow, I like these guys. 
These guys are fun to be around. These guys challenge me. That's the real truth is I do want to be better than you in some senses, but not to be better than you, but because I love that drive and chase and that, that competitive edge that the right men bring to me in my life. I mean, I, that's what I love about it. So when you say better together, it legitimately is like that, but it's not sitting around a campfire. It's like chasing after something warrior style to destroy it and kill it. That got, that got yeah. brutal. I, I think it's all that. I, I do want to clarify: we don't have champagne at, at the Brotherhood breakfast. If we did, it would probably be mimosas. But mimosas, none of that. It's, Come on, don't even say that. You got to cut. Isn't that a br- that's a breakfast thing, right? Yeah, but it's like so, a girly no, thing, isn't it? Like, isn't that, isn't that like a <laughs> your wife's drink? Isn't that what that is? Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> we don't have. There are uh, no alcoholic I, I was, beverages. That was the, literally the whole time you're talking about. That was the only thing I was thinking. I knew about. it was. I, was like, I can see I work your champagne eyes. I almost this. put a disclaimer myself yeah. to say we don't drink champagne at the brother. I was like, well, we nobody <laughs> thinks we actually do that. It's just a thing. I don't, they don't even drink it's it. Good to, it's around. good to clarify. It's good. It's good to clarify. Yeah, I guess. So. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. And and I, I do think that that camaraderie as a team and, and that success that we're all pursuing, like I'm hoping, you know, in the next couple of weeks that I'm able to have that kind of celebration, because I, I think that, you know, that's, that's the kind of like uh, personification of, of what I would be looking for in something like that. Because, you know, for me, it's, it's that celebration, but uh, not to discredit, not, not to like, kind of veer too far off of what you were saying but like for me like what my goal is is like how do I, how do I point back to God in all of this right so like I'm going through adversity I'm sharing adversity I'm walking through that with my brotherhood when we get to the other side of the adversity and and we get that win we get that championship we get that what you know whatever that that goal is that we're that we're pushing towards that's when it's the opportunity right to point back to God not because of what I've done not because of me but because of god working through me because you know i've leaned heavily on him throughout this entire process and so that's that's for me it's i I feel like it's it's going to be an education and it's 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 separating my self-pride and and my self-reliance from the situations that i go through in life and and say all right God, use brotherhood to encourage me. Use use the people around me to encourage me. But I'm going to recognize that that's God working through those people. And I'm going to recognize when the right opportunity comes along that that's God leading and guiding me to, to discern that that's the best fit for me and that's the best situation. And then when I get to the end, of, end result, which is, you know, finding what's next, then when people are asking me about the journey, because inevitably people are going to ask about that journey, I can say, here's where I leaned on God. Here's the reliance that I had on God. Here's the people that God put into my life to encourage me through that. Here's how he moved to that situation. And here's how I knew it was the right situation because I gave the situation to God and and he guided me through that. So where I could see his fingerprints on the entire process and I can see him move because we talk about a God who who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all things. And now I'm my prayer to God is God show me that exceedingly abundantly above. I want to see that because I know that's the kind of God that you are. And so what that means is, is that bring those opportunities to me that I maybe wouldn't have even seen or I wouldn't have even maybe pursued, because I know that. So that's my expectation, and that's 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 the path that I'm that I'm looking for. And no matter no matter what the outcome, I know that He's going to be through through the entire situation with me. But this is an opportunity for me to say, God, show show me the the Prince of Peace in this. Show me the everlasting Father. Show me that exceedingly abundantly above. That's that's what I want to see. And then I want to be able to talk to other people when they're in those situations and guide them through it and say, you know, here was my prayer and here's how God answered it. And that's what I'm really excited about. Bro, I am so excited for you. Like, I'm so proud of you right now. Like, it's, you are like the Caleb's walking into the, po- the promised land saying, that giant, let's just knock him down. <laughs> like, you are the Joshua. Like, of the 12 spies, those are the two guys that walked in and saw the giants and were like, hey, let's knock these suckers down. I love that. I, I have been through a myriad of emotions in just in the last 10 minutes. I was angry because I was like, how dare they? And then I was sad. It's <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. And now I'm just... Excited because you are positioned and poised. Your posture, we see all through the Bible. Your posture 
going into something, whether it trusts God and is excited about the future he has, or that posture is bemoaning and frustrated, shaking your fist, that kind of losing posture, like that matters. That's a big deal to how God does things. And to watch you just take that position of I'm headed into the promised land and knocking down giants. That's awesome. That is that. I love that. And I'm, I'm excited. This is a great story that hasn't even been written yet in our eyes. And, but we will get to see it. Like I, this is what excites me for me is I will still know you at the backside of this story. (laughs) And I'll be like, dang, I like what you're implying. That's awesome. That's, (laughs) That's incredible. This is how good God is. That man. See, come on now. Two or more in agreement, right? Like, let's go. Yeah. Like, I I love it. And that's that's the that's the stuff that it's like. All right. At at what point do we do we separate, like, where our faith ends, and how big how big is God for us? Right. Mm -hmm. Do do I say God, I I need this in my life. I need a job. I need. A wife. I need a. I need a relate. Or I, I need. A, I need a kid. I need whatever it is. Like provide provide this for me, and then just kind of going through and 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 just not necessarily having an expectation. Like where I was talking about hope. Like God, I prayed. I literally prayed. God, give me hope. And within a day or two, I had I had like three or four hopeful conversations. I'm like, okay, cool. I should have asked differently. Like hope is good. And I definitely want hope, but I think I want something a little bit more tangible. Mm. Right. So then my, then my prayer changed, right? Yeah. My prayer changed to like, okay, God, I, I don't think I need hope because I, I think I already have it. I, here's what I need. I want to find something that I'm fulfilled in. I want to find something that I have the ability to help other people. I, I want something that financially it it takes me from where I am currently to a new place, a, a better place, because Amen. I think that's what you have in mind for me. So just kind of walking through that part and, and and really just going to God and say, like, God, this is who you say you are. I I believe that. I'm gonna remind you of that because that's where I'm putting my expectation. And in that is not despair, is not frustration, is not anger. Instead, it's courage and it's boldness. And it gives me the opportunity to say to myself, I might not be fully qualified for some of the things that I might may pursue or situations I may be put in, but I know that that God has put me in that situation. John O'Connor in some of the previous breakfasts had said, breakfasts, said, God, the only reason that you're putting me here is because I know you want me here. Mm-hmm. And then when you don't want me here anymore, then I'll go and do something else. And for me, that was a really impactful message. It's like, all right, God, what what do you what do you want for me? Not not what do I want for myself, because whatever I want for myself is probably not big enough. So what do you want for me? And put me there. And the other part of me is there's no there's no timeline on it. Like I don't need to be there for the next 20 years. I could be there for a short period of time, make an impact and grow and move on to the next thing and, and allow God to move that through that. So it's not like, man, whatever happens and I get there and it's great, then it, it doesn't end. Like my reliance on God, my trust and faith in God doesn't end. Now it just continues on because I can look back and say, God, you were faithful in this. You were faithful in this situation. Now that I have a much bigger challenge in front of me, how are you going to be faithful in this? And how do I point back and just bring God along through all that stuff? So I think I got a little bit off track here, but that's that's where uh, that's where I'm excited about kind of walking through this this phase. And brotherhood has paid, played a really strong part in all of it because I've been through a similar situation long ago where I didn't have any of that, and I did have despair, I did have frustration, I questioned my success, and I don't question it anymore. And it's really cool to be able to look at two similar situations. And have two completely different responses to it. That's good. That's good, man. Yeah, hundred percent. That's fantastic. Well, with that, I think I think we covered everything. I think we did. Um. So, yeah the the only other thing where uh, and maybe we talk about this in in future stuff is uh we didn't talk about self deception, and I think that that is a, a little bit of a topic I did want to get into. 
Uh, so we'll put a pin in that. We'll, we'll probably come back to that at some yeah. point. But I do think that kind of in this conversation of brotherhood and the importance of it, um, if anything, I encourage, if you made it this far <laughs> into the podcast, go back and listen to Lee and Brian and, and listen to Brian talk about Solomon's self-deception, how he got pulled into basically his perspective was uh, that everything that we were chasing it was the wind and it was it wasn't worth anything and we've deceived ourselves to thinking that that is what life is truly about the lowercase l and and realizing that we are self-deceived in some areas and that having brotherhood helps break that so i think that was the only thing i wanted to talk about but regardless i've enjoyed my time with you today uh and man these these are so much fun and i'm excited for the next breakfast with uh, Dino Rizzo, which will be back on the first Friday of the month. So make sure you tune in for that. Or if you're in person, come check us out uh, at the actual breakfast. We'd love to have you join the breakfast on, in the morning. It's 645 on the first Friday of every month. So good times. With that, brothers, remember, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Mm-hmm.